0: Welcome to Stiefel's Sightlines Podcast, focusing each week on a topic or two important to investors. Well, greetings and welcome to the Sightlines Podcast. This is Michael O'Keefe, Stiefel's Chief Investment Officer. In this uh, episode, I want to continue the discussion around our long-term investment theme. So recall that we published recently a report called From Vision to Value, our long-term investment themes. And this this is a report you can find on stifelinsights.com. And in it, you know, we really get into these five interrelated megatrends. So there's sort of long-term trends that we expect to, you know, really materially influence the direction of both the economy and the markets longer term. And so think of it as, um, you know, these various uh, concepts that we sort of uh, – develop uh, sort of a framing for that we think relate to how the world's operating and changing. And so one of the areas um, that we, uh, or one of the themes that we've teased out, we call securing strategic resources. And I want to zoom in on this one a little bit in this episode. Um, Now, what we mean by that is, hey, the idea that both companies and governments will increasingly prioritize both the development and the protection of certain resources. Think of things like food and water, for example. And in fact, food and water is really where I want to dive in. So, so let's go into a, a few numbers. Um, I guess the first is just think of the population. So just you know, by rough numbers, it's estimated that our population globally is going to grow by 2 billion people by 2050. And so if you think about consumption... And in this discussion, the consumption of food and then the, the need for water, both for consumption and for agriculture, you know, both food and water are going to be in increasing demand. And, uh, you know, long story short, um, uh, you know, that, that means that companies are going to adjust and do things and, and try to meet the, that increasing need over time. Uh, it also sort of introduces, when it comes to agriculture and I guess by extension, water, um, you know, th- there are geopolitics involved. And so you know we've got you know, kind of a, a lot going on there we'll get into. And then finally, as it relates to look forward to what's going on or might go on with, uh, let's say our, our government in terms of introducing rules, regulations, legislation, and then of course, at the end of the day, it is to a very good degree in terms of our work about investment decision making. Now, I I, I want to mention too that what's interesting to me about a topic like this is um, it does sort of bring to the surface really what has been this ongoing uh, challenge for investors. It's sort of a tension or a push pull, and that is that we're we're very much inundated with both news and uh, data that's just very focused on short term. So people are talking day in and day out and spending a lot of time asking, well, where are stocks going today? Are they going up or down? Where are interest rates? How are they moving in this moment? You know, what is the Fed thinking right in this moment? How is the economy changing right in this moment? And while, you know, it's important to kind of keep track of all that, it, it can't be at the expense of longer term, thinking, right? And so when it comes to the anchors of investor, investing for long-term investors, there are things like diversification, asset allocation, keeping composure through market volatility. And then here I'm really framing out the idea that these long-term themes or mega trends are gonna define sort of the creation of value as an investor over, over time, in our opinion. Uh, So anyway, let's jump into it in a little bit more detail. So I mentioned the 2 billion people. The statistics we've seen is that there's going to be a huge increase in food demand and a huge increase in uh, uh, the need for agricultural water, for example. And um, So for example, there's this concept of arable land. That's the land that can be used for growing crops. That just represents about 24% of the ice-free land on the planet, that figure has been declining over time. So think of it as land that's been used, no longer being able to be used. And I'd say that uh, it, it it is the result of soil issues and man-induced issues. We all kind of know that story in terms of lands uh, being spoiled over time. Um, now, the, um, uh, the other thing I point out is that there's this interesting dynamic where um, China uh, produces, for example, a quarter of the world's grains, and yet overall it's a net importer of agricultural products. I think soybeans, for example, is a big import for China uh, as, it, as it sort of works to produce food uh, for its population, right? The other thing that's subtle and minor but n- notable is that uh, China has been by buying up agricultural land in the U.S. and um, and owns about, uh, not a lot, but 1% of the foreign-owned U.S. agricultural land, uh, if I understand things correctly. And so anyway, interestingly, one uh, piece of legislation uh, that is sort of in, des- in development potentially is the idea of banning foreign ownership for farmland in the U.S. So that's just sort of like an early signal that lawmakers could quickly get to uh, a a sort of a framing that, hey, we're going to start disallowing foreign ownership uh, uh, on these kinds of resources that are really important to us. Now, the good news is that the U.S., we're pretty self-sufficient when it comes to basic food production, so close to 90% um, of food and beverage products that we consume are produced here. And so, uh, you know, it's almost like, hey, if the more we need to depend on ourselves, I think in theory we can. So, anyway, a little bit of geopolitics in, in motion there. Um, I, I'll sort of uh, finish up by uh, just sharing a couple concepts that have influenced our um, investment thinking and in some decisions we've made. The first is precision agriculture. So here, the idea is you take technology. You know, we always have this improving technology. But think of GPS, uh, so location information, having sensors on equipment, uh, big data analysis. Obviously, that then relates to artificial intelligence. Kind of using all that in a in a smarter way. Use it to optimize farming and irrigation in order to increase productivity, increase crop yield, and reduce. Uh, water waste, so be able to do things more efficiently. Uh, Another great example is water technology and infrastructure. So here we see uh, technology to improve water supplies uh, with things like smart irrigation. Again, the same idea of those kind of uh, sensors and data and all that. Desalinization plants, so making uh, drinkable water out of salt water 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 excuse me filtration systems so water that's not drinkable through filters can be drinkable and then uh monitoring probably all kinds of monitoring opportunities so those are that's another set of examples around water that uh have influenced some of the things we've been looking at and investing in uh for clients so hey listen that's really what I wanted to cover just think of it as in the in the uh day to day we're sort of all battling this near-term, real-time data, and the reality is that's while it's important to keep an eye on that, it's probably more important to be focused on some of these long-term tenets. And so this uh, development and kind of ongoing uh, cultivation of our, our theme framework is really important, and uh, it's helpful both uh, as we think of ideas as investors but also as we think of sort of the creation of value managing uh, through as almost a, a set of businesses and, and a society, the changes that are going on in the world, the theme framework really helps out with that. Thanks so much for listening to this episode, and we will catch you on the next one. Thanks again for listening to Stiefel's Sightlines. Be sure to subscribe wherever you're listening to automatically receive each week's podcast in your feed.